0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Perma Podcast. I am James Prescott, your host. Welcome to the show. Hope you're all keeping well and taking care. Um, Obviously, we're in the midst of a pandemic and one of the things I wanted to do during a pandemic was to try and create some material which would help you get through this in a healthy, um, safe way, especially in terms of emotional and mental health. Um and we've already had one episode with KJ Roundy where we talked about um, a lot of practices we could do and a lot of mental health stuff related to this and today um, I have um, my friend Felicity Morse back on the show to give us some insights as well so thank you and welcome to the show Thank you This thank is your third you. time on the show It's unbelievable Like. uh I know it's great. Um, Felicity was my life coach for quite a while, and um, he's got a lot of um, wisdom and insight on kind of self, self care, self love, that kind of thing, emotional health. So we're going to talk a bit about that today. But um, so, what's kind of your experience been of this whole pandemic and how it's affected you?
1: How it's affected me? Well, I had quite a strong response quite early on and so I took a little bit of time just to kind of fit my own oxygen mask first and Mm. what was interesting for me was just what the sorts of things that were showing up and they were things that I already know are part of like my material so you know, fear is part of everybody's material, really, but, like, you know, fear of abandonment, grief, um, fear of punishment, fear of restraint, what else were there, shame, overtaking responsibility, I mean, it was all in there, it was great, it was great, it was so much. (laughs) So, so Yeah. yeah, so this was, like, kind of my response, and, it did move very rapidly. The situation was moving very rapidly. And it was like, okay, well, some of the coping mechanisms that I would usually have are disappearing, and they're going to need to change form. So how is it that I can settle my system? And how is it that I can find new ways of coping? Mm. And so that's really been my experience of
0: it so far. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I've I've noticed that too, that and I was saying this to somebody else recently that my response to it was this very similar. It was, you know, grief, um, fear abandonment and um anger and Oh yeah, uh, I forgot that one. comfort eating and trying to take care of everybody else protect everybody else be strong for everybody else without thinking about myself mm-hmm. um, all of these things showed up um, and I had to be very intentional about noticing those I think it was last weekend when I actually stopped enough, long enough to notice what I was doing um, and and I kind of decided right okay I'm not doing that anymore this is not. This is how I dealt with all of this stuff when it happened to me before, and it's not helpful for me. So I'm going to stop um, because it, because uh, those coping mechanisms aren't actually good for me. Um, and you know, and it was a sign actually. Of, it was quite encouraging for me that I noticed that I was doing those things and was able to stop doing them because if I hadn't done all the the growth and work I'd done in the last few years, I wouldn't have been able to do that so and i also know that there are a lot of people out there who probably have unhealthy coping mechanisms and aren't aware of it or don't know what they can do about it
1: um right so i think i love that word you use like being intentional like it it's really hard especially when we're in a very heightened state or a very heightened stress response or a very kind of low stress response so like that's when we're like very very heavy Um, and kind of fatigued and and finding it hard to find the energy like what how to how to be intentional about doing things that are good for yourself or that will help you out Mm -hmm. and you know when you're in that stress response like it's not helpful when people say things like you know be creative draw paint it's like no but it's about returning to some sense of equilibrium. So it is about like trying to find the right clothes for the right weather, really. Um, and there is this there is this challenge here where usually when we're stuck in something or stuck in a pattern or stuck in a thought process. We have the opportunity to distract ourselves,
0: Mm.
1: and there are external reasons why we can't continue to play that out. You know, either we'll be interrupted, or something will happen that will take our minds off it, or we need to go somewhere, and we don't have that going on so much now. So we do have to be, like, intentional about what we want to put in mm. to help ourselves here. In a way, like, you know, one of the things I sort of began to realise is that actually being on social media wasn't, the the amount that I was, wasn't, being, wasn't very helpful for me. Watching the news, to the amount that I was, wasn't very helpful for me. And so it was about being intentional. Okay, well, actually, I noticed this is not making
0: me feel good, so I'm going to need to do something else. Yeah, I noticed that as well. That was another thing with social media, because I think there was this pattern of, like, everyone went dove into social media looking for connection because they couldn't get connection going out anymore uh, because of isolation and because they wanted someone to talk to. They wanted someone to stand in solidarity with them, and initially that was there was like this this like high on social media, all of that connection and solidarity. And then what happens on social media normally happened again, but on a bigger scale. Uh, people started getting angry. People started getting tense. People. Started, I even had people who were I was talking to who were telling me that they were feeling this, like when they felt this extra tension. And like, I I noticed it in myself that I was getting consumed by anger and I was on edge, um, especially on social media. So I, you yeah, know, I took time away from it. And, um, you know, I've been more moderate on it since. And it's been better. Uh, and the same with the news. You're right. I, I kind of watch the news every day and it was probably not, not good for my emotional health, so I stopped doing that. you know, um, yeah, we have to take care of ourselves. we have to do what we need to, what we need to do and there's a difference between between being informed about what's going on and just kind of watching every single news bulletin and kind of letting it overwhelm us, I think
1: and I would actually go as far as to say that like. Because this is such a different situation where it is hard if you're not that great at self-regulating, it's okay to not be informed. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I get, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I would just say we need to know how we can take care of ourselves, like, you know the social distancing rules and and all the advice on making sure that we don't get sick and don't infect other people but but you're right outside of that i think you're right we don't need to know every minute detail about everything and um, there is no of sometimes the more you know the more afraid you go the more afraid you can be and so if you know too much that can make you that can paralyze you
1: uh-huh. well, what what we see kind of on social media like with um sorry, I just lost you there. two seconds. there we go. Um, so we see different responses, right? And if somebody's mm. in a kind of fight response, which is lots of kind of energy wanting to do things, can be anyway, can be things like uh. Panic buying, um, mm. you know, grasping for as much information as possible, spreading all that information everywhere. Yeah. Like very unconscious kind of panic response. Um, and it's a heightened one that doesn't gel so well with other people. Like mm. People are very overwhelmed. Yeah. That's, that's too much energy that kind of fight response energy is too much for them
0: yeah yeah you're
1: right like it doesn't help for that person to be informed like the first thing they have to do is settle their system you can't inform Mm. someone distressed already the primary the primary importance is to is to have someone get to a state where they can actually be conscious because when we're overwhelmed we're not' we're just out of control that's true about control but yeah, yeah. you're right Frozen, for example
0: yeah that's right and yeah I mean you start acting from <clears throat> a different level of consciousness when you're afraid and when it's an emergency and when you know we're in a situation like this you know i've I've talked about um spiral dynamics and like the the first the lowest level of consciousness is basically about survival and when people are in this situation they're just thinking about survival and that's why the and and of course then your kind of emotions and the circumstances can overwhelm you and you start acting out of out of those places rather than acting rationally, and that's what happened with the panic buying. I am pretty sure people just were just afraid, and you know that's one of the ways that that manifested itself. Um, but you are right; you are absolutely right. We need to um, just take take a pause for ourselves. It's it's really important we do that. Um, I mean, how did you? Once you got over that kind of initial phrase that you talked about, how did you start to practice self-care and, like, what daily practices did you start to bring into your life that, that kind of helped you process what's happening?
1: Well, I think, like, when you say once you got over the initial kind of, <laughs> yeah, I know. But... Large response, you know, that 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 in itself is informs what practices you do. You know? Yeah. Because that's the thing that says like, okay, I need to take this seriously. Hmm. So I mean, what I advise clients to do in terms of, like, you know, their basic needs, which looks different for everybody, is have some form of daily structure that involves something physical, something mental, and something emotional slash spiritual. So whatever that thing is for them, those kind of three elements in their day. And for me, like, I know there are certain things that... I need, you kind of call them practices, I did a lot of gratitude lists at the beginning. A lot of gratitude lists, that was incredibly important. Meditation was incredibly important. And when I say meditation, like this time, like real grounding meditation. So the energy that I wanted to bring in was like like earth, earthy energy, like holding supportive energy. Hmm you know like a sense of rootedness a sense mm. of trust a sense of stability that was the kind of meditation that i wanted to focus
0: on mm. yeah i mean i've i've done a bit of a bit of yoga
1: mhm
0: once i started practicing yoga a lot of the anger disappeared because i was getting a lot of that energy out of my body in a healthy way, and actually using it to exercise instead of be angry um, and it also centered me at the start of every day you know it makes me more focused and more ready for working from home, which is what I'm doing at the moment um, and one thing I started to do is that I started to notice I was carrying this anger where I realized oh. I need to cry. I need to actually cry. So I need to find something which is going to bring that out. And I, I found a movie which always makes me cry, um, which is a film about grief um, and healing and transformation and then this is ending, which is very, very moving. Um, and yeah, so I literally put the end of that movie on and allowed myself to cry. Um, and it just unlocked the the gates, and it was so helpful, I can't recommend this enough, like, practising ways to find, just to find a way to get rid of that emotion in a healthy way. Um,
1: yeah, it's just releasing it, there's this thing around, like, feeling your feelings, you know, that mm. like people say, feel your feelings. Yes, and like, doesn't mean sitting in them. Absolutely. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. We like invite them in, but the goal is not to like spool around in them. Yeah. Like to have them as like temporary experiences or information or to give ourselves access to greater connection with ourselves. Hmm.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's good to get them out of yourself. Because when you get them out of yourself, then you're not carrying them anymore.
1: Right. So you recognise them, you see, like, you know, is this even mine? Right? Hmm. Is this even mine? Because you can't work with emotions that aren't yours. Yeah. So And... If you're sensitive to like collective energy right now, there's a lot of stuff going around that it's just it won't be. There's stuff that's like not ours that we can take responsibility for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm highly sensitive, so I I pick up on a lot of that collective energy, uh-huh. and I'm sure that was one of the reasons that I was I, I struggled to to start with was because I was carrying. Not just my own, but my but others. I was carrying my own anxiety and fear and, you know, and I was carrying all the feelings of other people. And I had to, part of, part of getting healthy and dealing with this in a healthy way was actually acknowledging that and just letting that go. And saying, you know what, that's not my responsibility to carry. I acknowledge that it's there, but I will not let it control me. Um journaling helps me do that um and I know that it's difficult for people to journal I found it difficult to journal during this time normally I'm quite good at journaling but I've you know uh, and I have journaled um during this period but not not as regularly as I as I used to and and that's okay because um sometimes it's difficult to to do that because like you were talking about before being productive right now is not a it's not a priority.
1: Right. And when you're in a stress response, like your cognit- cognitive skills kind of on, at least like the frontal kind of cortex, I, I can't remember when I'm getting this right, but part um, some parts of your brain are a little bit less online, put it that way. Mm. And so, you know, being able to sift through your thoughts, that's, that's going to be quite hard. Mm until you're in a state of, like, relative settledness and calm. Hmm. Yeah. You can find a place to journal gray. I find physical practices really useful for times when my brain goes kind of scattered or feels fragmented or can't quite, it feels foggy, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean going for a walk, we're allowed to go for walks. Like an hour a day. So you can still go if there's a park nearby and it's not busy, you can go for a, a walk around the park. You can be in nature as much as you can be. Um I did that the other day, that was really helpful because it it uses a different part of your brain when you go for a walk as well. Um, you know the part of the brain that kind of stores up a lot of a lot of things a lot of emotions a lot of um, thoughts ideas feelings is then allowed to rest um, and you can decompress um, and use the other part of your brain for a bit and also get fresh air i mean that, that, that just make, that makes a big difference in itself
1: mm-hmm. So it is like, it is like going deeper if you can to try and find like a part of you that's like not affected by this. Um, It's important if you're feeling overwhelmed to just like bring the attention kind of back into what's within your personal sphere of control to, if you can like sit on the ground and just like invite your body to feel supported by the earth that can be that can induce like a state of settledness as well um you know for a lot of people because we're under lockdown too there's like a sort of fear of punishment or restriction that can come in and be part of like daily living and, and that's not necessary to feel either mm. uh, you don't have to live with that like yes um your freedom you haven't actually been stopped from going outside and mm. this not actually stopped from from committing crimes you know we have the power to do them they've not been taken away just there might be consequences
0: that's all and so we weigh up like do we really want to do that we still have the freedom to do it it's just we might not like the consequences well yeah that's true yeah um yeah that's actually true i mean i I, um my office is i'm kind i'm classed as a key worker my role is classed as key workers but one person from our team goes in one day a week so i only have to go in like once a month at the moment um, but the person who went in this week uh, for one day got stopped by police. <laughs> you know, um, they had to prove that they were a key worker. Um, and you know, that's the kind of the world we're living in right now. But we shouldn't be afraid to go out. You're absolutely right. You know, we're allowed to go out. Anyway, even with the restrictions that are in place in the UK, That we're still allowed to go out. Um, you know, there's nothing bad about that you know i know there's a lot of introverts who are like oh this is heaven i get to stay in all the time and i was doing it anyway um and to be honest that that part i'm i'm one of those people i'm an introvert i'm used to staying in a lot of the time i'm used to being in my own company um this is not unfamiliar to me um it's almost like um it's now culturally sanctioned to be introverted (laughs) but I know that a lot of people are not introverts and that that, and so you know I mean in fact most people aren't introverts and that'll be driving them crazy not being able to go out and engage with people not being able to go out and see people physically in the way that we were before and we can still see people but we can't in the same way Uh, that'll be difficult for some people
1: incredibly difficult
0: yeah Um, I mean, do you have any kind of practical tips, things that you have learned, things that you have taught, things that can... really basic things that can work for most people um, for how to healthily process your emotional baggage, the stuff you're carrying, and to try and keep a healthy routine right now?
1: Okay, so... How to handle the things that come up? Well, I guess, like, the first thing that's quite useful to acknowledge is, like, whatever comes up is likely to be important to come up anyway. So the way that you approach one thing is usually the way that you approach lots of things. So I guess that can be helpful because... If, or helpful way to think about it because it's all progress, you know? So finding this difficult and working through it is mm-hmm. something that's going to benefit you when you come out of this as well. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And we know that... And it can be um, because every, we know because everybody is experiencing slightly different things that there are different ways to experience this.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So we have control over that. Hmm. What helps with different types of emotions depends on like, what emotion is coming up. So it's hard to suggest, like, practical tips for, like, every emotion. But, like, one thing that we're all experiencing a lot of or might be experiencing a lot of is is just a sense of powerlessness. Yeah, absolutely. Or lack of control. And sometimes it can be useful to look at, like, okay, well, what do I have control over? Yeah. What do I have control over? and the thing with emotions is like or patterns or whatever is like once you name them you have something you can relate to and then there's a bit of space between you and the thing and then you start to be able to choose how you relate to that thing so you might not be able to choose like whether anger arises or not but you might be able to choose how you relate to that anger when you when it arises yeah. and there that is a place where you have control the other thing I think that can be quite helpful is to have an intentional purpose for this time
0: yes yes definitely
1: and that will be different for different people like depending on what resonates the most like, what do, what do you want to use this time for? And for some people, things will be so chaotic that talking about an intentional purpose will seem, like, just totally ridiculous, right? And yeah. So I just want to kind of acknowledge that because there's a lot of stuff going around, around, like, using this time, creating, painting, like, making bread, like, all of those things, they're all true and they're all helpful, mm. mainly from one perspective. Yeah. Um it's not useful if you're in total meltdown. yeah absolutely right. yeah. yeah that's not exactly finished. yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there are like creative and interesting ways to approach this. What you can do is if your emotions are coming up and they are you know they've been intense but they are starting to die down a bit. it's like just look at what is coming up because, Yes, no doubt it's related to this unusual situation. But it is also something that, like, might be worth looking at in and of itself because it's going to be useful in other parts of your life. Yeah. The other time is, like, the other thing that can be quite helpful is, like, okay, so there's a bit of space now to get in touch with what you really want. Mm. So what actually would make you feel better right now? like what actually would yeah and really not think about the how because like the how is like up in the air right now like we've had the how completely removed like as in like how to get there but like what you do want
0: yeah it's really
1: um, yeah
0: that's right that's so something that I've been doing I mean yeah. Some of the, a couple of those things you suggested, the setting an intention for this time and thinking about what you really want. I think that's right. Those are two positive things that you can do because they involve positive emotion. Um, they involve, yeah. you know, they kind of lift you out of the negative kind of <laughs> spirit, the negative energy that's around and um, can give you a focus as well Um, and it does make a difference when you have that
1: yeah and depending on like what your personal kind of challenge is at this time and it is going to be different for everybody you can kind of set an intention around that so if you're like say if, if you find it very hard to be trapped inside, your intention might be to find a feeling of freedom under all conditions. Mm. If you have a tendency to get very angry, then it might be, how do I work with this energy?
0: Yeah.
1: How do I appreciate this energy? That's right. How do I go running on this energy? Hmm. What's what? How can I slow
0: down enough to see what's setting it off? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> initially anger was one of my, one of my, you know, problems um, that I was noticing in myself. And one of the things I did was start doing yoga because I knew that I would get rid of that energy in a in a healthy way and help me process it in a healthy way. And it did. Um, I started doing yoga and. I was a lot calmer. The anger had kind of gone. <clears throat> I was able to, if I had anger in my body, I was able to just get rid of it, which allowed me to learn with focus on working from home and doing whatever else I was doing, um, and on my other practices, so that I can be healthy. And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, if people can find a practice that fits with what they're feeling, that works for them. Um that's that can be really healthy.
1: Yeah. So it is like it is like trying to get the foundations covered first. So like physical, what are the physical things that can be done? So like, you know, yoga kind of does uh a lot of them in one, right? So you mm. get some physical and you get some emotional and spiritual so it kind of covers a lot of them and then there's like the mental aspect like needing to focus yeah um the mental aspect maybe comes a little later when it's hard to keep yourself stimulated so that might be like what can i can i sort of challenge myself during this time like what keeps me mentally stimulated i think It's also, like, creating the conditions in your head that allow you to be your own best friend. Hmm. You know? Like, if somebody came into the room and started telling you all the things that were going to go wrong, you'd be like, whoa, get out. Like, this is not helpful. I feel terrible now. Hmm. And yet we do that to ourselves all the time. But you would stop seeing that friend. Yeah, you would. Absolutely. Like this person is not being a friend to me, like they're just dumping shit on me. Yeah. So we have to be careful we don't do that to ourselves. Hmm. Yeah. So to really like choose what we kind of allow ourselves to
0: engage with in terms of thoughts as well yeah that's right we can we can choose what thoughts we listen to and what and where we choose to go with our thought patterns because you can have a negative thought or even a trigger but you don't have to follow that you can you don't have to live in that place you don't have to stay there
1: You don't And sometimes some places are very hard to get out of mm. But the places that feel Endless and unbearable Are The places Like the very fact that they feel Endless and unbearable Are signs that This isn't unreality Or this is this is Triggered to like a past event Yeah that's it's right not. Being in the now, because the now doesn't feel
0: like that. That's right, and I think that's one of the things that I've reflected on with what's happening. is It's going to connect people with themselves, um, not just in good ways, but in, and not just in, not just in kind of positive ways, but in, in in, in that you will discover things about your past that are still controlling you. You know, things that. Yeah, you know, you know, whether it's a wound or a betrayal or a, or a, a loss from your past, some kind of pain that is still somehow controlling you, and you didn't know.
1: Um, right, I no, mean, totally. Like you see how it's how it's still alive for you, hmm. it can still be activated under certain conditions. And so, like it's another place to find freedom. Really, it's just hard to go through that. And what we want to do is engage there in a way that's loving and constructive, rather than doubling down on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's that's the challenge, really.
0: It is. It is. It's not. It's not easy. Um, you know. I think we have to have grace with ourselves that, you know, we're we're just human, and.
1: We're not yeah. going to have
0: our shit together right now. Like, everyone is carrying stuff around. <coughs> people are anxious about what's what's going on and the uncertainty. Um, people are afraid for loved ones. People are, you know, grieving the loss of the life that they had before, their daily routine or the job that they had or things that they used to do regularly but now can't do. Um, we're all carrying a lot of... This stuff around, and we're just human, so we're not going to have it perfect. And it's okay to not be perfect. Oh,
1: for sure, for
0: sure. Hmm. I mean, um, I mean, that's, that's that's something that I really feel like a lot of us are going through is grief. I think this is a big, a big experience of grief for many of us. Um. And historically people haven't dealt with grief and processed grief very well. We can easily run away from it into some kind of structure or certainty or which which kind of avoids the pain um, rather than goes into it and helps us to manage our response to it. Um, I mean what are you
1: well, Yeah, in some ways, like it's a tough one because you need both. Yeah. There has to be a certain level of holding to allow yourself to feel safe enough to experience those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's one of the challenges right now is kind of feeling safe and held enough to allow the feeling to arise because there are people either on their own or in like difficult circumstances where everything is kind of a bit tumultuous and that's been really hard to.
0: You know, allow ourselves to have a cry there. But you know, crying is great. Yeah, it is. Crying is a really
1: good way to process grief. Um, Our bodies know what to do, really. Yeah. Just getting out of the way—that's the problem.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, our bodies are trying to protect us. Um, Sometimes they're sometimes it's a bit misguided in how it wants to protect us, but. We can learn healthy ways to do that. I mean, I... I... I certainly have got rid of the structures that I used to have around my pain. But you can't replace... You can't just have no structure. You have to have structure.
1: Um, I mean, the rails kind of disappeared for everybody real quick, like overnight. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so... there has been a bit of a scramble to kind of find new rails yeah um, and put those rails in Um, and it is a process and it will look different for everybody yeah and some people like a lot more structure and some people like a lot less And, and I guess like the other thing would be like it's okay to also enjoy yourself yeah. like it's okay to be happy during this time like it's okay to not like live in the pain of it all like before any of this happened not we didn't wake up every day and you know plunge ourselves psychically into the Syrian civil war Yeah. we don't have to do the same here I mean it's understandable if that's what's happening but like we don't have to just live it and live it and live it all the
0: time that's true that's true absolutely true Um, yeah yeah. I mean when I I, when I talked about structure I was really talking about structure into the pain like what I've done is build a structure into my that allows me to go in and out of my pain without actually ever having any any power over me so if I'm feeling something and I need to acknowledge it I can go in and acknowledge it and recognise that it's real and what it's doing to me and then but but without ever giving it power over me, and
1: right. you know but to that.
0: yeah, exactly, and part of that structure is 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 routines, like daily practices for me, this is how it works for me, so that's my kind of structure, although it's not a, it's not the kind of structure that the, the, that we sometimes like to build around what's going on so that we ignore it. it's a structure that helps us to actually engage with what's going on and acknowledge it without it actually having power over us um and I think we can all do that but you're right we don't have to we don't have to kind of dwell on it all the time we don't have to you know I mean I've had my social life has improved um Mm -hmm. since this has happened because I'm talking to people all the time on zoom and friends and just hanging out and having film nights like digitally you know and I'm enjoying that it's not like i'm like there's not even any gallows humor or anything like that it's just this is fun and it's okay to to have fun it's okay to enjoy um your life still you know whilst acknowledging the reality of what's going on and that people are suffering and that it's not it's not easy for all of us um but you can do that without kind of
1: sitting gloomy yeah, and depressed all the time trauma on that's for sure yeah. it doesn't help people who are experiencing it and it doesn't help you or or whatever. like t- it just adds just makes everyone happy and um, yeah and it's interesting what you're saying about social life like I'm um, actually finding there are way too many people wanting to talk to me right now like I actually like, a, you know, I'm, I'm I don't I wouldn't call myself like an introvert, um, possibly just or an extrovert, possibly just because I'm not a big one for labeling anything. But I am finding the amount of people raining me is quite overwhelming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, I yeah, I'm kind of thinking like I need to actually find a night where I'm just going to be on my own like Mm -hmm. um you know and um i think the weekends are harder because i don't have work to do during the day like when i'm working at home i've got stuff to do all day so i'm not i'm not sitting there thinking about how i'm feeling or really engaging with my feelings too much because i'm concentrating on work and i have things to do Uh, and i'm still talking to colleagues online so i'm still engaging with people but it's it's the weekend when you can only go out for a couple of hours in two days and the rest of the time you're in, you in, you're in your house or where you live then that, that that gives you a bit more time but even then i'd like to I, I, I would like to have some more time for myself because I was in this big group chat with about ten different people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was exhausted. it was like going to the pub with about ten different people. It was exactly the same as if we'd all been in person it's the same because yeah, i'm an introvert you know so it just um although i have some extrovert tendencies as well in certain contexts you're right i mean you're right about the labels you know I, i'm not a fan of labels either um but um yeah i just it, it was it was knackering and i was like oh i need to get some space just for me like you know this is it's really strange how I, how i needed to say that this it's ironic that i need to say that now because when, when this wasn't happening, my social life wasn't as busy. And I was getting more time to myself.
1: Um, well, there's, yeah, there's an interesting thing sort of happening where people are kind of more available and less available. Than mm. Like, some people are sort of respond to things in the way that they really want to reach out and talk mm. about them. Some people like to kind of withdraw in and settle themselves that way. Mm. Some people have more time, some people have less time. I like, think it's interesting what you say about like weekends kind of being more of a struggle and I think it's interesting to look at like what times of day are a struggle as well um, mm. and see like which bits are harder and which bits you're more likely to wobble on. You know like some people struggle around bedtime, some people find mornings quite anxious. Like, Mm. it's all different. Some people find the weekend, like, sort of, whoa, like, big and terrifying. Some people feel more free then. There's not really a right or wrong. It's just kind of noticing and acknowledging what comes up and not judging it. Yeah. But rather curious. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's me. I've got, like, a little pattern there or a little place that, like, I'm not so free. And I don't know what the reason is yet but there will be a reason. Yeah. It can't be understood. Mm.
0: Even if it can't be understood, like, it's still okay to, like, you know, work with yourself in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, just to kind of, this has been a really good, helpful conversation, I think. Um, One, I mean, if there's one piece of advice you can give to everybody right now, What would it it be?
1: Oh, just be super kind to yourself. You know, just be, like, really gentle with yourself during this time. Like, and it is temporary. Mm. Yeah. Like, life is not over. And that's not to say, that's not to dismiss how difficult it is but just to sort of put some Mm -hmm. you know boundaries around it as well but like you know be kind to yourself because everybody's bandwidth is just a little bit smaller than usual yeah and so if you're jumping around and finding it difficult like you're not alone even if your response is you know different from somebody else's so just like kind of give yourself a little bit of a break yeah and, and you know, if you don't want to like use this time for goddamn anything, don't. <laughs> you know, just chill, just chill. Like it's okay. It's just like it's okay to just get through the day. Yeah. Like something's enough. So, well, it. You know, we're all coming at this differently. I think. I think. I think that's what's so sort of challenging in talking about this in broad terms. Because then yeah. like, what's right for one person is not going to be right for another and like, you know, it's great to talk about like perspective and creativity and keeping on track and that's really valid too. But if somebody's in a very heightened state and struggling a lot, that's absolutely not available for that person right now and it's not helpful. Mm. I think that's But the... neither is wrong.
0: That's right. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me from from our conversation is, is that we're all going to respond to this in our own way. We're all going to have our own reactions. We're all going to have our own emotions. We're all going to have our own responses. And all of them are okay. And we're going to have different ways of dealing with it in a healthy way, which work for us. And all of them are okay. And... Yeah. And
1: if, if things feel too overwhelming, just start to make things a little smaller. Hmm just like keep it in like what is here what is now it's really hard and challenging but like it's hard to try and digest everything all at once and we don't need to yeah that's right and we don't need to live in it either like it's okay to just be like well actually i'm all right today i've got a fridge full of food and uh i'm gonna do something nice for myself and i'm just gonna have a bath in that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be, like, campaigning on the front line or, <laughs> no. you know, baking bread or, I don't know, or even, like, looking at your patterns. but like you can just chill out. It, it just really varies from person to person as to what is what is the most helpful thing to do right now. And, it, and it's up to, I, I think it's up to us during this time to, to be asking that question, like what can we do for ourselves today? Like yeah. to to be our own best friend under those circumstances and to know when we're you know, to to know when it to know when it's right to let ourselves have the pizza and to know when we're just yeah. you know, having the pizza and stuff in our faces and we're not gonna feel better afterwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Felicity. Um for You're for all that really helpful wisdom and insight and um i hope everyone listening that's been beneficial for you as well in some way and um take care of yourselves and love yourselves and i'll talk to you all really soon